Hey everybody, welcome to the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast, and today uh, we're going to talk about confirmation hearings. Yay! Everyone celebrate with me. Yay! Confirmation hearings. So, listen, this is a big deal right now because uh, obviously uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, and... So now we're we're gonna probably this week. I think uh, President Trump said by Friday or Saturday he'll announce uh, who he will pick, um, who his nominee will be for the um, seat in the uh, Supreme Court that is vacated due to her passing. And uh, so what happens then is it goes to before the Senate, um, and they have to. Uh, do their Senate thing, and it's called a confirmation hearing. Uh, essentially, what that means is the person who has been nominated sits in there and gets uh, grilled and drilled, and they ask all kinds of questions, and then they vote. And when they've finished voting, that person is either confirmed or, uh, you know, pick again, Mr. President, because this didn't work. Um, so, that is what we can expect to happen. I don't uh, the threats and all the stuff that's going on with uh, on the Democratic side of things. Uh, it's it's September still, um, not even October yet. We've got uh, over a month, about a month and a half or so. It feels like it's maybe a little under a month and a half, but we got a little bit before the actual election takes place, and uh, certainly a lot of time before the end of the year when if. If uh, Joe Biden becomes president, Biden, it wouldn't be until the beginning of the year anyway. So um, there's certainly a lot of time left uh, and a person shouldn't leave that seat vacant. If It would be true if uh, in any other circumstance, right, um, that if a justice retires or passes away um, in January in the middle of a presidential term, uh, you would want to fill that seat as soon as you could responsibly, right? And and that's just the nature of it. You don't want to have a Supreme Court, because right now there's no majority um, necessarily. There's no, uh, it could be a tie, right? <laughs> essentially, right? So that's that's not helpful. Um, so anyway, that's, that's going to be a thing that's going to happen, and he's going to nominate someone the Senate is, uh, I mean, the Senate is uh, Republican uh, right at the moment as far as majority goes. And so uh, likely it'll be really ugly and he'll get confirmed or she'll get confirmed anyway. Uh, that's that's my prediction, I guess. But uh, the idea of the confirmation hearing is something that uh, we're going to just chat about today. The Gospel Coalition, of all places, actually has an article if you want to call it that, it's 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 pretty short and sweet, but uh, it's actually based on a video that they have here. Um, and the uh, we're not going to watch the video. We're just going to talk about the article. And it says this. It's actually really short, so don't panic. It says this. Uh, the article is entitled, Four Reasons the Confirmation Hearings Have Become a Politicized Circus. And I am in complete agreement. I was in complete agreement with the headline before I ever read the article or watched the video. Um, it's just true. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these things. In fact, 
um, a lot of the uh, hearings that go on in the Senate these days are just total garbage. They they might as well just hand in the um, uh, they might as well just vote right away before any of the deliberation because every uh, senator knows how they're going to vote already. Uh, it just seems that way anyway uh, when you watch the um, the actual live processes on, on whether it be on YouTube or CNET or whatever. You watch the the live hearings and it's it is a circus. This is a good word to describe it. It's um, if the person in question or the person being questioned or the policy in question, whatever, if that is a democratic policy, then the Republicans are pouncing on it and whacking things down and, uh, and, um, it gets voted on and nobody's mind was changed. If it is a Republican, uh, when attorney general Barr went before the Senate judiciary committee and did a lot of Q and a, um, which get granite. He's, he's a, a genius. Um, and I, I mean that literally his IQ is pretty ridiculous. And so, uh, he, he, <laughs> it was actually kind of amusing, uh, to watch his responses and how he handled things because he's just smart. He's smarter than all of them on either side, it seems, and how to handle it. So, um, but when you, when you watch any of these hearings that go on anymore, it's all political. Like there is literally nothing being taught. There's, there's no change of mind that happens in that room. There's no, it's just people barking their side of arguments. That's really all it has come down to. And Senate uh, confirmation hearings, judge confirmation hearings, these confirmation hearings of which we're going to get to watch soon um, are part of that circus. So says this, in 2018, the confirmation hearings for Judge Brett Kavanaugh, which I'm sure we all, um, <laughs> we all uh, remember at least that name. We all probably remember that happening, um, and the the chaos that ensued, and how it it really quickly turned into two toddlers fighting in the living room floor, and screaming and scratching at one another rather than an actual informational hearing. Um, and people tried to smear him and false accusation after false accusation and. It's just, it's, it was, it was amazing. Um, anyway, um, at the 2018, at the confirmation hearings for Judge Brett Kavanaugh, Senator Ben Sass, uh, or Sassy, I guess, I don't know, uh, I don't know him, uh, but he gave something of a Civics 101 lesson that is worth hearing again and sharing. He explains, quote, Every confirmation hearing is going to be an overblown politicized circus, and it's because we've accepted a bad new theory about how our three branches of government should work, and in particular about how the judiciary should work. Uh, so we could watch the video above, but we're going to um, just just walk through this article, um, which is really just an explanation of the video. It's, it says his four main points are as follows. Uh, one. These really aren't four main points necessarily, but uh, in our system, the legislative branch is supposed to be the center of our politics. Um, and so uh, it's, well, I, I won't explain. It's going to continue to do that itself. Uh, two, it's not, right? <laughs> Which is really still one point, but uh, the legislative branch is supposed to be the center of our politics. It's not. 
Why not? Okay, here's the explanation. Because for the last century, and increasing by the decade right now, more and more legislative authority is delegated to the executive branch every year. Both parties do it. That's important. Uh, that's important uh, because how how many um, you did not hardly hear of executive order this and executive order that coming from the presidency until Barack Obama and Donald Trump. These two fellas um, just started order executive this, executive that, executive this, exe- and and I'm not talking about um, the good and the bad of those of any particular executive orders, but rather executive orders themselves shouldn't have to be used so stinking often, right? It's not it's not meant for the executive branch alone to do the legislating of the nation. Just like I argued that it's not, uh, and, and when I talked about the response to um, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's not the uh, responsibility of the, of the Supreme Court to do legislating. It's the responsibility of the legislative branch, which is, hmm, seems to make sense. Um, so more and more authority is delegated to the executive branch every year. Both parties do it. The legislature is impotent. Ooh, strong words, Gospel Coalition. The legislature is weak. Ouch. And most people here want their jobs more than they really want to do legislative work. That, that is a big deal. And I think probably if your eyes are open at all, you've seen this to be true. And this also is on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat and Libertarian for that matter. It is what it is. These folks tend to want to keep their jobs. They want to get voted in again. They want to um, continue being a senator or a representative at the House or whatever it is, right? Whatever their position and their role, they want that more than they want to actually do their job. In fact, it, it has become um, so much... All you have to do, man, all you have to do is look at the news for five minutes. See the warring and the cat fighting and the just stupid arguments that are going on back and forth. Oh, he said this. Well, she said this. You know, it's just a, a bunch of kids, right? There, there are moments that my boys at 11 and 9 display more maturity than these folks who um, uh, many of them are are getting elderly even and should should maybe know better right uh, but it's it's just ridiculous and um but but what you see is they do this the motivation behind this isn't necessarily because they care it is it is uh because they want power they want to remain in office they want to keep their job and so they will do whatever they need to do to stay in that position rather than let's actually come to the table. Look, um, what's something that's going on right now that needs? OK, OK, whatever the stimulus stuff. OK, that's that's a big thing in the news. Um, and it's a it's a, a major thing that they're all working on right now. And what do you see? You do not see two sides coming together and just sitting uh, with some notebooks and trying to figure this thing out. You see one side over here making demands, 
and another side over here making demands. And we're going to just put on a front and do whatever we have to do publicly to, to get to save face so that when some sort of agreement does happen finally, uh, I don't look bad or weak or stupid, right? Like this is the motivation. We must look good. We must look good to America. We must keep our uh, whatever, right? Like that's the motivation. It's not about actually legislating and doing your job. It's about keeping your job and looking good. So major failure, major failure in the legislative branch. Um, okay, back to the article. And most people here want to uh, want their jobs more than they really want to do legislative work. And so they punt most of the work to the next branch. This transfer of power, this is number three, even though it's really just a, this transfer of power means that uh, people yearn for a place where politics can actually be done. And when we don't do a lot of big actual political debating here, oh, oh when we, okay, we, when we don't do a lot of big actual political debating here, we transfer it to the Supreme Court. And that's why the Supreme Court is increasingly a substitute political back battleground. It is not healthy, but it is what happens, and it's something our founders wouldn't be able to make any sense of. And then the final point, which again, this is all really just one point, right? Uh, but, but the final sentence is, we badly need to restore the proper duties and the balance of power from our constitutional system. Man, I agree wholeheartedly with that, right? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. I just, I honestly don't know how you would go about that. It is, um, it's, it's out of control. I don't know uh, what kind of steps you would, t- it's like being, um, it's like a uh, mom walking in the room and saying, buddy, clean your room right after, uh, the bomb in, or the, the explosion in Beirut happened right? Like, what do you even start? Well, like, I don't have a room. Where, where do you even start? Right? So it is, we're in bad shape when it comes to this. I mean, it's not good. Um, but, uh, it would be, it would be interesting to hear other, other, uh, points because when you take, uh, it's okay. So first of all, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've taken any sort of economics class in school, but, um, but, uh, even though that be true, I, I mean, I do remember there are three branches of government, right? There, there are three branches of the federal government. There's the executive branch, the, the presidency and all of that. There's the, the uh, judiciary branch, which is the Supreme Court and the court system. And then there's uh, the legislative branch, which is supposed to, newsflash, do legislation work. And uh, none of of those branches function like they were meant to function. They they do not function in the way that they were supposed to function when it was all set up. The executive branch is getting more and more authority, and this is why you see executive order, executive order, executive order. And don't just blame Donald Trump. If, if Joe Biden gets elected, he's going to just do a bunch of executive orders and undo the other executive orders that Trump did. It's just like it's a back and forth, right? Like, um, uh, so the executive branch is getting more and more kingly every, every term, uh, since president Obama and now Donald Trump. And then the legislative branch 
really is just here for our entertainment, but it's getting less entertaining and more frustrating, right? Like there, there's very little that gets actually accomplished there that you hear about. Most of it is uh, fighting and arguing and whining, and it's a toddler fight, right? Um, and then the, the, the Supreme Court, the judiciary branch, which is doing actually all the legislating. The, the two branches that do the legislating are the two branches that are not really supposed to be legislating. It's um, the legislative branch that is supposed to be doing this thing. So kind of dumb. We're kind of in a bad spot. I don't know what to make of it, really, or how, how it could be fixed even. Um, but I do know that when you look at the world around us, when you look at the, the, the struggle in these branches of government, the government isn't functioning like it is supposed to with, you know, constitutionally and how America was set up. Um, and it, it increasingly all the time, uh, gives me, um, hope in the kingdom of which I am a part. Uh, I, I just, um, there, there's never been a time in my lifetime that I've been more happy to be a part of another world, another kingdom, um, under King Jesus, because this, this is cray cray as the youngsters might say. Um, uh, I just, I don't, it's, it's amazing to watch. I will have to see what the, um, future, the near future holds with, the um, uh, the nomination this weekend, hopefully, and the um, confirmation hearings in the Senate, and what kind of circus this show this uh, does or shows up and, and turns out to be. Um, but I, I promise, what you'll probably see is um, clowns in this. We're gonna have clowns in the circus, many, many clowns in the circus. Uh, there are gonna be uh, plenty of. It's gonna be a lot like. Look, have you ever seen? Um, the movie about um, the, what is it, P.T. Barnum and his circus. It's got a Wolverine in it. I don't even know the guy's name. Hugh Jackman. That's right. Something like that. Anyway, it's got him in it. It's about the the, the greatest show on earth. The, the Maybe that's even the title of the movie. I don't know. But it's about P.T. Barnum and the, the, the big circus that started circuses, as, as, right? Um, it's going to be like that, right? You're, you're going to have um, uh, it, the... That circus was regarded in the beginning as kind of a freak show. That's how it got started. It had all kinds of stuff in there that was just crazy and um, the bearded lady thing and all, all that stuff. And uh, this is going to be a lot like that. You just watch. It will be. It's going to be nuts. So um, this is kind of a short one, which is awesome. We, we did it in like 20 minutes. So that that's pretty good. Um, you're welcome. So uh, until next time, um, think about it. 